Well, everyone else who's been up here has gotten to wish you a happy new year, and I would feel left out if I didn't. So happy new year. Thank you. Uh, it is really cool to be here together on the first day of this new year, 2023. So thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Shauna Boren. I am one of the pastors here at Woodland Hills, and I can honestly say I would uh, not want to be anywhere else on the first day of a new year than right here worshiping God with that amazing worship that we had and just hearing from the Lord a fresh word for us and being with you guys as and with you guys at TuneIn Online. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy New Year. A few years ago, it was not a happy new year because literally on day one of the year, I fell down the stairs in my house and fractured my hip. So you guys, today, this is much better. I am really happy. Um, I don't know how many of you stayed up late. Uh, I, I've told you before, am a 82-year-old woman at heart. My soul is, and no offense, if you are 82, you are my people. Like, I, I have my lineup of Matlock and Murder, She Wrote, and Golden Girls ready to go and go to sleep. But last night, um, I am also a mom, um, not just last night, all the time. I'm a mom of young adults and teenagers, and so they um, were having fun, and I did not get to go to bed at 9.30 like I wanted to. Um, but that's okay. It's still a new year, and I'm excited. Uh, Greg's not here today. I'm not him. In case you were wondering, uh, Greg uh, was not feeling well. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about how that all transpired, because it is kind of interesting. Um, Wednesday morning, I had a vacation day. And so when I woke up that morning, I woke up with a song in my heart, not because I had a vacation day, but just, I don't know, this, the Lord had really laid a song on my heart. And I just kind of thanked him for that and, and sat with that for, for a little bit and turned the song into a personal prayer and really thought that would be it, that that would be done. And um, then I got up and started to kind of figure out my, the things I wanted to accomplish that day. But I noticed a couple of text messages on my phone, and they were from Greg and Mary. And so it was just Greg saying, hey, heads up, I'm not feeling super good. Um, now I could get better, and I'm still working on my sermon, but just wanted to give you a heads up because, you know, we're, we're smart around here, believe it or not. And so there are a few of us that Greg can call upon um, during the week if he feels like he's, he's sick. And so we always have something ready to go. Um, just in case. And so honestly, I didn't think anything of it because he said that he kind of expected to be getting, hopefully get to feel better. And he was working on a sermon. And he was going to turn it in. And so I thought, great. Well, during the day, as I'm trying to do my thing, go about my business, this song that I awoke with in my heart just kept coming back to me. And um, I'm not always the, the, the brightest bulb in the socket, but I kind of recognize that I was supposed to pay attention to what I was sensing in my heart. And so, again, I just made some space and I said, oh, okay, and I again turned the song into a prayer, but then I extended it to not just myself, but my, you know, my family and, and my loved ones and friends, and, and, and it didn't feel over. And so I extended the prayer to my neighborhood and my community, and it, it didn't feel over. And so I extended the prayer, and I began to think about you guys and, and the different groups that I'm a part of and the classes that I'm a part of and the people that I interact with and, and those of you that I get to connect with online. And I extended the prayer to you guys. And um, and it just wasn't over. And so I was like, okay, Lord, for our entire church near and far and, and for, for your body and your kingdom, I just was praying this prayer. 
And I thought that was it. And then Thursday came and got another text from Greg. And he said, you know, I'm worse today than I was yesterday. Uh, I have a feeling that's the trajectory that this is going to go. So Shauna, go ahead and let's plan on you stepping in. But then through Greg and Mary and I talking and praying and processing discerning together, we kind of got a sense that this didn't need to be something that I'd reached into the archives for. That would have been good. I, trust me, it would have been good. But we really sensed that there was something possibly, Greg said, I don't know, have, has God has laid something on your heart? Then um, let's go with that. And so then I think back to Wednesday, the day before, and I'm like, well, Lord, all day long, you wouldn't, you wouldn't let me shake that song. You wouldn't let me shake what I was sensing. And so I'm going to submit this to you. And so today we are going to share in what the Lord was bugging me about all day on Wednesday. You're welcome. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And so today's message is called, Here's My Heart. And I just want to pray really briefly, really quickly, Lord, here we are. And we thank you because here you are. Speak, Lord Jesus, speak. We love you. We trust you. Amen. All right. So what I believe God was stirring in my heart starting early Wednesday morning stemmed from the song, Here is my heart, Lord, speak what is true. And that's a song that we sing here. It's a song that I love. And I really do believe and I sense that this wasn't just for me and mine and my sphere, but it was for all of us. And so I really think this is a great way to start the new year. What better way to start the first day of the new year on this foundation of saying, Lord, here is my heart. Speak what is true. This is an invitation that goes out to all of us to start out this new year with open hands before the Lord and yielded hearts. Now, we've already heard about some New Year's resolutions, and that's fine. That's good. That's common. The world does have an agenda for us as we enter in this new year. It's just the way that it goes. And in fact, if we think about it, not too hard, we can recognize that we will feel the pull to define ourselves in certain ways in this new year. We will feel the necessity to better ourselves in certain ways in this new year. You know, new year, new me. And I'm not bagging on that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think it's good. Honestly, I do love a good reset. Ask my family every Sunday, reset. We got to kind of get the house ready and get our minds ready and get our schedules ready to reset for the next week. I love a good reset. And I really do think that reflections and setting our intentions are really good and really valuable. In fact, there is a good friend of mine who every year, I'm amazed, she always asks, she, go, she spends time before the Lord and asks him for a word, a, a particular word for the year. Maybe it's gratitude. Maybe it's grace. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's patience. I don't know. And she doesn't come with an agenda. She just says, Lord, what is your word for me for the year? And so I think resets are good. And I'm just inviting us as we're looking at our intentions and our goals for this next year, on day one of 2023, I am inviting us all just to take a moment, take a pause, take a beat, and have space for God to have a moment in our lives and to speak to us. An invitation to reset our hearts for the year to come. 
Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Reset our hearts, Lord, and speak to us. And so this is where the song comes in. And if you think about it, we've already been inundated and we will continue to be inundated with messages, internal messages from our inner voice, messages from people that we love and interact with, messages from our coworkers and our neighbors and, and the news and the media and just all the, there's, there's tons of messages all over the place of who we need to be and what we need to do and what is true of us. Amongst all of that, it can get really noisy but we need to hear God's specific message for us. We need to hear God speak what is true because everything that we hear, everything that we listen to is not always truth or maybe it's partial truth or maybe it's truth mixed in with something else, but it's not always God's truth. And so we need to hear him speak to us. We need to hear and believe and stand on the truth of God's message to us. And so there are many things that are true when it comes to God and when it comes to us. And as we're beginning this new year, there were two topics of truth that I really want us to start out with and focus on and come back to and come back to and come back to. And they will seem simple, but trust me, they are so foundational. It's kind of where everything starts. The first is the truth about who God is. On this first day of a new year, I think it is so important for us to come back to the truth of who God is. We talk all the time here about our picture of God and how very foundational that is to our walk with him. And so today, I think we need to remember that God is good. He is good. God is faithful. He is trustworthy. And he is full of grace and compassion. Today, remember our foundation that God is light and in him is no darkness. He is actively present today, actively present. And maybe most importantly, God is love, perfect love, others-oriented love, self-giving love, love that is directed toward you and me. And we need to soak this in. This is the truth of which we stand. Secondly, because of who God is, because of all those amazing things, we need to stand on the truth of who we are because who he is really does redefine who we are and who are we. And I'm gonna use we language because this is for all of us. Remember I said, this isn't just me, this is all of us. So we are perfectly loved, perfectly loved by him. He says that we are his friend. He likes to be with us. We are restored and we are redeemed. That's the truth. Restored and redeemed. The truth is we are forgiven. And some of us really need to let that soak into our spirit. We are forgiven. We are accepted. We're even delightful. Did you know that? You may not feel it all the time. Your neighbor may not think so, but God says you are delightful and you are valuable. And so when God looks upon you, he sees all of these things. 
He sees someone that he loves and delights in. He sees someone who is forgiven and restored and redeemed. That's what he sees when he looks at us. But you see, there's plenty of noise, plenty of noise that gets in the way of us hearing these truths and believing them and walking in them. And we can have an earnest desire on day one of a new year to start fresh and say, okay, Lord, I want to offer my heart to you anew. And that's good. The problem is that our hearts have been through it. Think about the last few years. Our hearts have been through it. In our everyday reality, we are aware of things that get in the way of us wholly and fully being able to offer our hearts to the Lord. There's a variety of reasons why. As some things that came to mind as I was praying through this is that, you know, if we think of our hearts and think about the things that we've been through and the circumstances and situations and spaces and the people that we've interacted with, our hearts are bruised and tattered. Our hearts are wounded, maybe even scarred a little bit. We're living with loads of stress and anxiety. That's just scientific fact. We... This generation, these, this, this peop, the people that we are living today are living under loads of stress and anxiety. And we've experienced disappointment. We've been hurt. Some have even been abused. Some are unable to forgive because of just a variety of reasons. And our hearts are wounded. And many of us feel invisible. And that is a deep wound. Brene Brown defines invisibility like this, and I thought it was really good, so I want to share it with you guys. She says, I define invisibility as a function of disconnection and dehumanization, where an individual or group's humanity and relevance are unacknowledged, ignored, and or diminished in value or importance. Given that we are all here to be seen, known, and loved, invisibility is one of the most painful human experiences. And so these are the realities. These are the conditions that we find our hearts in as we're trying to offer it to the Lord. And I really do believe that God has something to say about this, about all the ways in which our hearts are wounded. And I didn't even list them all. You know that. But many times we can't hear it. We can't hear what he has to say to us. And why is that? because the noise is loud and there are competing echoes <laughs> of voices taking root in our hearts. And so that becomes all that we hear, that becomes all that we see, and that becomes all that we believe. And we really do need God to speak what is true. So many times we've allowed these other voices and maybe it's voices from people that we care for and love and respect, but we've allowed those voices to define who we believe ourselves to be. And we need God to speak what is true. We learn all too quickly in life that words can hurt. Words hurled in our direction can hurt us deeply and can even bring destruction. Words have the incredible power to build us up or tear us down. Talking about listening to voices and words, and they have the incredible ability to 
bring us life and build us up or tear us down. In fact, I bet every person here, every person listening now can recall a time when the words of another felt amazing and life-giving and you were on cloud nine and it's just what you needed to hear. And that's wonderful. And unfortunately, I bet each of us can also recall a time when words just shredded us and just broke us down. Many times that's referred to as curses. And whatever you want to call it, we have all been shaped both positively and negatively by words. Because words, especially spoken words, are powerful. And listen, this is just extra. If you are a parent or an adult that has any kind of relationship or influence with a child, please know that they need to hear spoken blessings from you. If you are married or in a relationship, your significant other needs to hear words of love and acceptance from you. In fact, I'll go as far as to say, if you interact with people at all, (laughs) guess what? People need to hear encouraging words. They need encouragement. They need acceptance. They need spoken blessings. And guess what? We need that as well. We see all throughout scripture the importance of blessing and the spoken word. We see the power of the spoken word in the beginning. It starts right off in the creation story. God spoke, God said, and it came to pass. Throughout the Old Testament, we see parent blessing child, blessing a generation, blessing a people. The power of our spoken word cannot be denied. When we get to the New Testament, and God sent his son in the name of Jesus to put on full display his, uh, his love, Jesus became one of us and he walked among us. God's word became flesh and dwelt among us. He lived, he walked, he talked, he communicated the true heart of God. God has always been a God who speaks and he is still speaking today. 2023, January 1, God is speaking. Lord, help us hear you. We unfortunately, though, live in what I like to call, I don't like to call it, it's just what I call it, a culture of carelessness. Because we have access to information and one another uh, because of technological advances and because of social media and just the information that we have at our fingertips, we have access to one another that we maybe didn't in years past. And unfortunately, we've become careless with our words and with each other. Just go into a comment thread in social media and you'll see just the carelessness of people's words towards one another. And scripture does have something to say about that. And we're going to take a look at James chapter 3. It says this, Consider ships. They are so large that strong winds are needed to drive them. But pilots direct their ships wherever they want with a little rudder. In the same way, even though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts wildly. Think about this, a small flame 
can set a whole forest on fire. Power in our tongue (laughs) that utters words. We can direct and control people with our words, but we can also minister words of encouragement and lift others up. We can also misuse the power that we hold in our words. And if we're honest, I think we've all been there. We can admit to ourselves that many of us have been guilty of using our words as a weapon to harm others. Maybe we felt we were justified in doing so. Maybe we thought we were arguing back, but our words still hurt. And many of us have been on the receiving end of harmful words. And we've taken that in and we've held on to it. And it's taken root in our hearts. And then we believe that to be true, that lie to be true. I've been there. I think many of us have. And so we desperately need God to speak what is true. Our hearts need mending. We want to stand before him today and start this new year off and say, here is our heart, Lord. We need to know that our hearts need mending so that he can speak what is true. Our hearts need God's redeeming truth to just wash over us. The lie is so many times we feel inadequate, but the truth is, and the truth that God speaks to us is that we are enough. You're not inadequate. You're not a nobody. God says you're enough. Jesus was a master, a master at noticing those who were unnoticeable, at noticing those who were unremarkable, at noticing those who seemed inadequate. I love that about Jesus. He was a master at it. He was a master at seeing people for who they truly were, for seeing in them the value and the worth that others could not see. Just look at his disciples. Oh, my word. So you've got Peter, James, and John. They were just regular, ordinary guys. They were fishermen. Unremarkable. Judas ended up being a backstabber. And you've got Matthew. There were others, but we're just going to focus on Matthew for a moment. Matthew was a tax collector who exploited his own people for financial gain. He was deplorable. And yet, Jesus, the master, saw something in Matthew that others were unable to see. And I don't think Matthew saw it in himself either. Let's read the account of Jesus calling Matthew in the book of Matthew. As, oh, something fell, okay. As Jesus continued on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a kiosk for collecting taxes. He said to him, follow me. And Matthew got up and followed him. As Jesus sat down to eat in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners joined Jesus and his disciples at the table. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Deplorables. When Jesus heard it, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. So go and learn what this means. I want mercy and not sacrifice. I didn't come to call righteous people, but sinners. Everybody raise your hand if you're a sinner. No, don't do that. That's all of us, okay? That's who we came for. 
I want to thank so many of you who have talked up the, sh- the online show, The Chosen, to me, because I was really resistant at first. I thought it was going to be cheesy, but y'all talked me into it, and so it's, it's pretty incredible. And today, I want I, they have the, this most beautiful depiction of Jesus calling Matthew, and they call it, Jesus Calls the Misfit Tax Collector. And I want us to take a peek at that right now. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew! Matthew, son of Alpheus! Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you even know him? Hmm. Yes. Listen, I said to What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. chose you either. But this is different. <laughs> I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. Can put it back? No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Mm, I love it. Jesus opens doors that others have shut. He sees in you what you cannot see in yourself. His righteousness extends beyond our head knowledge, and it really goes to the depths of the heart. He said, Matthew, I call you. And Matthew's like, who, me? And Jesus is like, yeah, you. And then the others are like, wait, him? And Jesus is like, yeah, him. And in fact, they said the same thing about you. So, but this is different. He's a text. It doesn't matter. Jesus will open doors that others have tried to shut. Jesus will break chains when others have tried to bind you up. Jesus sees within you what you will eventually be when you fully give yourself over to him. He sees you as that now. When we continue to lean into him and to call upon him and learn and grow with him, he sees what we can truly be. Don't 
confuse your perception of yourself with God's truth. You are his child. And so let's allow the voice of God to resonate deep in our hearts. No more listening to lies. Today, let's determine we're not going to listen to those lies any longer. We're not going to allow them to take root in our hearts. We're going to listen to God's truth. When we feel lost, God speaks to our hearts that we are found and that we are his. When we feel unclean, God speaks to our hearts that we are pure, we are forgiven. And when we feel as if we lack purpose and meaning, God speaks to our hearts abundant life. I really want you guys to hear this. There are times when some of you maybe think that you have no purpose and you have no meaning and you do not matter and why are you even here? That is a lie because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God is a life giver and God's truth is that you have abundant life. When we feel as if the only option is to live out of our brokenness, God speaks to our hearts healing and freedom. You're not broken. You're not broken. And when we feel as though nothing is certain and the world is chaos and the darkness is closing in, God speaks to our hearts, his total and complete love for us. He shines his light and vanquishes the darkness. So when we make space and trust him, and allow him to speak what is true. We have the power and the faith to, to believe the unbelievable. We can believe where others deny and we can have hope where others despair. And we can have a life where we are blessed to receive perfect love and emboldened to give love. When the world is fighting and gnawing and clawing and gnashing at each other, we can walk in love because he first loved us. And so my question for us today is, are you in a place where your heart is open and available for God to speak? Are you in that place? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to release? What do you need to walk away from in your heart so that there is space and room for God to speak his truth? To close out this time together today, I feel like we gotta sing the song. <laughs> That's what this message came from. And so I'd like us to sing the song together and then we're gonna follow that with a communal prayer exercise. Here's our heart, Lord.
Personally, my goal, <laughs> my intent for this new year is to stay in a space where my heart is open to a reset. Today and any day this year, that my heart is open to a reset and ready to hear the voice of the one who holds all truth. And so I'd like to lead us through this prayer. If you would join me, please. This is my prayer for us all. Oh Lord, here is our hearts. Speak your truth, oh God. Help us to let go. Help us to stop hearing, stop listening, stop holding on to the lies. And listen to your voice and your truth. Wash it over our hearts, Lord. 
and we extend that out to our family. Lord, speak what is true over our family. Speak what is true over our loved ones, our friends, over our neighbors and our communities. Lord, those we ride the bus with and maybe carpool with and see in the halls, see in our schools, in the grocery store, speak what is true. Give us a revelation of your truth. Lord, I am so thankful for Woodland Hills Church, the people in this room, the people tuning in, near and far, those who call this place home, speak what is true. Let your voice be loud. Drown out all others. Speak what is true over our city, Lord, a revival of your truth. Over our state, O oh God, speak what is true. Over our country, Lord, speak your truth. And over this world, O oh God, Jesus, speak what is true. We love you. We trust you. We yield our hearts to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Be blessed. Be blessed.